We the bestest cast with the left twist. Fat, fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the first episode of 2022 for the On the Guest List podcast with Fox trying to get down White Sox, Dave, Kenny, Carkeet, and Dante. Got a lot to talk about today. We have a great interview at the end with our friend Wendy Rollins, but we are missing a crew member today. Our boy White Sox, Dave, was a bad boy this morning, dude. He got in trouble, got a little slap on the wrist. Uh, I think everybody saw that, right? What happened? Oh, you didn't see this. All right. So Portnoy was in the office in Chicago and uh, Dave was like three hours late. And uh, apparently he had texted Eddie and said, yo, the Comcast guy is coming this morning. Everything's out of my house. Like, I'm going to be late. The one day Portnoy's there. So Dave shows up and Portnoy just walks in and is like, dude, what the fuck? When do you get to work? And White Sox Dave was like, Eddie, I fucking told you to tell him that I was going to be late. And then Porter was like, why didn't you text me? And Dave, with an all-time asshole comeback, says, dude, you really want me to text you ever? And Porter was like, honestly, no, you're right. Like, I don't want you to ever contact me. <laughs> so Dave, Dave's out and about with Portnoy in Chicago. He's going to be out this week, but as a replacement. And someone who we're going to have a, on a lot in 2020. No, he's not. He's bringing his dog to his brother's house. <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have a fucking soft opening for the bar tonight and Dave knows he's going to get obliterated <laughs> and his poor dog's going to be home by himself till Dave stumbles in at three in the morning. That's what he's doing right now. All right. Well, then fuck White Sox, Dave, dude. I hope he does get canned. As I was saying on the podcast this week and hopefully a lot in 2022, our friend Robbie Fox. Robbie, what's going on, buddy? What is going on? I can't fill uh, Dave's large shoes, but <laughs> I can certainly try. <laughs> There's no chance he has big feet. <laughs> Dude, he has big feet. I've seen his fucking shoes. Uh, he got made fun of when he was on stage with us in Chicago. Everybody was commenting, uh, being like, "Yo, those shoes are six sizes too big, dog. <laughs> Yo, that's what I, happens with those short guys. Oh, I man. thought you were going to say you saw his dick. That's where, <laughs> I, that's where I thought that was gone. No, like, not yet. he has big feet, man. I saw his <laughs> seen his piece, bro. This guy's got fucking hoagies for feet. Uh, Robbie, what's going on, brother? Not much. Uh, chilling. We were talking a little bit off mic. Sadly, the the last pup punk show got canceled. We were going to perform with Scott Staff. It was going to be the <laughs> the gig of a lifetime. But yeah, now we just look forward to 2022. Yo, the gig of a Hold lifetime. On. <laughs> Hold on. We need we need the backstory on this. How did this come about? So obviously Scott Staff was going to do the Arizona Bowl halftime show with like yep. his backing band, not with Creed, with his like Scott Staff and whoever. And we had a show the night or two before the Thursday. And they were like, hey, would that be a thing that you guys would be down to do? Maybe a song with Scott Staff. We were like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and PFT had a meeting with him and he was like, yeah, let's do higher. We were going to do a sound check beforehand and then play it that night, close with it that night, bring them up as a little prelude to the Arizona Bowl. And yeah, it all got flushed down the drain. Oh my God. Well, Scott everything- Stapp in his backing, it's like Scott Stapp in the bad decisions. Or something. <laughs> 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 oh my God. I just picture PFT with like, like Kenny was talking about the Mark Tremonti fucking like seven string uh, PRS just out here rocking and yeah, rolling. I showed but- you guys, I bought this base for that performance. <laughs> 
is the only reason I bought a five string bass. I don't, I fucking five string basses, dude. You know, we were just talking about the Congos who were on here last week. Dylan, the bass player, plays a five string bass, and almost before every show, I would cut off the low B string and then I would (laughs) sell it on eBay for like 50 bucks. (laughs) Robbie, if tomorrow Scott Stapp DM'd you and was like, Hey, I'm gonna go on tour, I need you to be my bass player, would you do it? I mean. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I did one tour. I did one tour with Stap. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, you better do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I just picture you fucking playing a bunch of like uh, fucking roadside bars in the south, just like all Scott Stapp's fans, like in the basement of some fucking like roadside. They're all twenty-five percent filled, hundred fifty cat rooms. Oh my god! Well, we're we're happy to have Robbie back on. We're gonna get into something later, Robbie. I want to talk about the Beatles documentary in a little bit because we had, we didn't get a chance to talk about that yet. But like I said, we have a shitload to talk about today. I did have a conversation with our friend Wendy Rollins uh, about state of alternative radio, kind of the state of music. I'm filled with existential dread after that conversation and everything we had to talk about, and that'll be at the end. But there's just too much to talk about this week to not go right into music news. Now, Kenny, before we get into our topics, you were saying you were searching for music news before, and what was your reaction? To everything you read don't care everything i fucking see don't care i'm like all right i'm a professional podcaster let me do a little bit of research this is of course 30 seconds before we go on uh you know and i just like i look at all this shit like ed sheeran to tour an electric vw camper don't fucking care uh the weekend announces live stream event also don't care like you know it's Oh, Sarah Bareilles opens up about mental health. Don't fucking oh, care. Whoa. I love Sarah Bareilles. I love it's Sarah Bareilles fact. too. Not caring and loving are two totally different. Things. <laughs> I, you know, I got, I got some news that I care about. What? Hit it. Uh, I think it came out Monday. Kanye's working on Dawn to Two. So hard, hard oh, as shit. fuck. I mean, dude, he is on a war path. Yep. The last six months, it's uh, it's unfucking believable what has happened with that man since he got rid of Kardashian. Get rid of the Kardashian curse. Swap it in for Julia Fox. God bless you, Kanye West. You fucking maniac. I love you. I really hope Donda 2 is good, but I got to be honest, I'm jaded because I remember we were supposed to get a Yeezus 2 and then TurboGrafx 16 and then Cruel Winter. And there's been about fucking six albums that we were supposed to yeah, get. Well, by it doesn't Kanye. matter what he says now because what he says now won't happen. It'll be something different <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it, it will for sure. Absolutely. But Don- I agree, Dante. I'm excited for that. But we brought up off air. My most excited thing for it was the fact that Kanye's fucking Julia Fox. It's so sick, dude. Good for you, bro. You're out here living living the goddamn dream, Kanye, with your billions of dollars and now smoke show girlfriend. And also fucking... buying the house across the street from his ex-wife. Am I the only one who doesn't think that's crazy? Okay, my wife said the same crazy, thing. She's dude. like, well, they have kids. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I here, random tangent. I used to work with Samantha Ronson, the DJ, and she used to date Lindsay Lohan. I helped Samantha move twice and Lindsay bought the place next door to her twice, including okay, sending crazy. bricks through the window <laughs> next door crazy. and shit. Yeah, it gets kind of crazy. So I have a little bit of a PTSD from that. But I, they weren't sharing children, like, were they? Because, I mean, Kanye's no, got, like, just four psycho. fucking kids. Yeah, yeah, okay, well, that's different. All right, if you've got bricks involved and you're not even married, like, all right, you, that's a little crazy, but... Fucking there we go. Kanye news to start off like it always is. But I do got four topics today. And I want to start off with something that was announced right before we came on the podcast. The 2022 Grammys are getting postponed indefinitely due to COVID. Kenny, go ahead and let me know how you feel. 
Do you care? Don't, no, don't care. I mean, first off, the Grammys aren't for what? Until like next fall anyway? No, they're supposed up. to be in February. Oh, for the year before? You know what? You know what? Still don't care. Like, don't care. <laughs> do you watch the Grammys? Does anybody watch the Grammys? Does anybody care? I mean, you go on Twitter the next yes. morning. You Dante see does. One. Why? Because but... you like the performances or the in memorum? <laughs> uh, I like to hate on them. Oh, let's be honest. Right, right, right. Like It's content. I, so when that motherfucker comes out at the end and preaches the Academy guy and preaches oh, yeah. to everybody how important it is to buy music and support artists and yeah. No offense, Kenny, but I fucking hate that guy and I hate his message so much. I fucking hate everybody. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the highlight of the Grammys for me. But Colin, I think that this is a cop out. I think that we've talked about what a shit year it was for music. Yep. I think they saw this as the perfect opportunity to be like, yo, there are not a lot of good fucking candidates for these categories maybe we should just fucking postpone it i totally agree and that was the conspiracy theory i was going into no one was gonna watch it no yeah. one was gonna watch it and they were like we can't take the ratings hit we can't do it postpone yeah. it my I whole mean, thing is they, they can't they, did the they can't uh, they can't give olivia rodrigo five grammys like no offense. <laughs> like she's she's, offense. she's great she's great she should win a grammy this year but she would fucking she would, she would win everything this year, the, the way it's the way it's sacked. Robbie, are you generally a Grammys viewer? Yeah, I'll watch it every year for the performances and stuff, but I'm not like, I never, I don't think I've ever left the Grammys and been blown away by what I saw. I like the year that they had Alicia Keys host it. She did yep. the two piano two thing piano. that went everywhere. Like, yeah. I should let her host it every year. Just let Alicia Keys, like, do covers and shit. Dude, let, it, let Alicia Keys do every performance, too. Yeah. I would fucking love that. She's a stud. But, like, for me, I'm looking at it from the outside perspective. Like, dude, didn't they do the Grammys in a parking lot last year? Like, they can do the Grammys. That's not a problem. Like, there is something else going on here where they probably, like, did some focus group that was like, will you watch the Grammys this year? And everybody was like, the Grammys are on? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, I, that I, I had a very polarizing tweet last Grammys. Um... Stapleton performed and he did a duet. I can't remember who it was with. It was not to be confused with the duet he just did with uh, Jennifer Hudson mm. on the Aretha song. This was yeah. last year. And he just fucking blew me away. And I tweeted, I was like, Chris Stapleton has to be in the conversation for top five musicians alive right now, right? And People were either, yes, 100% couldn't agree more, or they were like, you are a fucking idiot. Like, it was so polarizing. I couldn't believe, like, how love or hate people are about Chris Stapleton. How can you hate him? Dude, how that's what I him? thought. That's He's what I thought. He's a fucking monster. Like, I, I don't know that there's that many people that I would have put above him right now. No, it's honestly. like K-pop fans that are like, ew, Chris oh, Stapleton. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, which is a huge, huge audience. So they make up numbers that are like 30% of music listeners. But you're like, no, that's okay. that ain't right. I have another conspiracy theory. I don't think that K-pop fans are real a lot of the time. I think they're pop. <laughs> and I say that, and I'm someone's going to steal my fucking credit card information tomorrow. Like, those people, the, the K-pop fans get fucking... Uh, they they go wartime when they. Dude, get if you attacked. get attacked by K-pop fans, we've got great content. There's no problem. Uh, we say some wild ass shit on here, dude. They would find something and cancel the fuck out of me, dude. Uh, any press is good press, baby. I live by it. 
Yeah, but the K-pop kids are different, dude. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid of K-pop kids. I'm afraid of two groups, California teenagers and K-pop fans. The only two people that I'm afraid of. Well, I just saw, I think BTS sold out a stadium in California. Yeah. So that was just a stadium full of your worst nightmares. I mean, honestly, <laughs> watch, that'll be the week that we book our California trip and I'll wind up getting beat the fuck up by a bunch <laughs> of K-pop fans and, and fucking Cali teens. I want no parts of that. But uh, did you, my second point was, did anybody watch any of the performances on New Year's Eve? Uh, I was at a friend's house Miley and I was thing. stuck watching the Nashville version and it was fucking awful. The Miley performance was awesome. It, it was good. I'll say this. I called the wardrobe malfunction before it yeah. happened. I was like, that, oh, that thing's going to fall off. And then it fell off. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, she definitely dumped him out on purpose. I'm not going to. You they, think so? Of course she did. She out Miley Cyrus. She's a I'd genius, be a smart dude. smart idea if she did. Would you have talked about the performance if she didn't dump him out? Mm, maybe not. Maybe not. It's what I'm saying. Get those clicks. That's how you do it. And you got to love. I got to give a big shout out to ABC or whatever network she was on. They instantly hit the fucking wide angle shots so you couldn't see anything. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, this might have been pre-planned, dude. It might have been pre-planned. I don't know. But I saw that. Um, did you see Andy Cohen freaking out about yeah. Journey? <laughs> yeah. I agree with Andy Cohen. I'm done with legacy acts with different vocalists. Like, that's not Journey. <laughs> Yeah, he's Steve, fucking right. Steve Perry's alive. He's somewhere. Bring Steve Perry back up. You, you're going to perform one time on national TV. You can't make an exception to be like, all right, Steve, come on back. Let's fucking unite the world under Steve Perry's rule. You, you want to hear a cool inside story with a name drop? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I told this one before. Oh, is, but, is it uh, Kenny Carkey? Yeah, that's what I expect. No, well, it was uh, so Aaron, uh, the singer of AWOL, became friends with Steve because they both live in Malibu. And they started writing some music together, and Steve ended up singing on an AWOL song. What? And before it came out, yo, that shit got deleted. <laughs> they what? were like, yo, can we delete Steve Perry's vocals? And the management's like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. We're like, yo, delete. Not good. <laughs> oh, it was bad? Yeah, I don't think he Well, that's why he's not in Journey anymore. I think he can't right, sing. Yeah. It was just oh. like, it was just not a, the right fit, I think is the best explanation of it. But like, yeah, it just, we were like, kind of, do we feel bad? Are we supposed to feel bad? Am I allowed well, to do this? Dude, it's weird. The The Asian guy that replaced him sounds just like oh, him. Like, he's amazing. Oh, yeah. Amazing. It's, it's fucking crazy. The only, the only replacement I've heard that is more, that is better than Steve Perry's replacement is the Allison Chains replacement. Yo, yeah. really, really, really good. Really like, good. Like, that guy is like, <laughs> you close your eyes, you can't tell the difference. It's fucking crazy. Well, I mean, Don't the only about one the Van Zant brothers and Leonard Skinner. I was just going to say, you literally can't tell the difference between the Van Zant brothers because it's literally like they fucking copied them and put them on stage. Yeah. yeah. Literally exactly like them. But uh, I thought that the, the New Year's Eve shit was okay. Um, BTS came out and fucked the world up. They actually did. It was a good performance, but it is funny because like the whole time I was like, is this in English or is this in Korean? I can't tell. It's kind of a mix of both. Like they were going in and out of different languages, which is actually kind of cool. Um, but other than that, Ja Rule and Ashanti could perform at everything and I would tune in. I, I am a firm believer that Ja Rule is going to be remembered like Van Gogh after he's dead, that he's going to be a fucking all-time great. I love Ja Rule. I love him. I don't know about Van Gogh. <laughs> yeah, I, I just went and saw uh, uh, Van Gogh like 
interactive exhibit. I went to that thing. I don't think Ja Rule is going to have one of okay. those. No, I mean, like, <laughs> he's going to be respected more after he's dead than alive because Van Gogh yeah, was maybe. not respected when he was alive and then he died. Yo, then let him go. R.I.P. Ja it depends, though. It depends. <laughs> if if Rule Ja Rule outlives 50 Cent, maybe. If 50 Cent mm. outlives Ja Rule, he will make sure that legacy dies with Ja Rule. 50, Cent will, buy, 50 Cent will fucking buy out all the tickets to Ja Rule's funeral and make sure no one <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll so, love him for it. I yeah. love him for so it too. Petty. He's so, so petty. petty. I oh, love it. I love it, I love I it love so it. much. Who's had a better musical career, Ja Rule or Fifty Cent? After all the time has passed. Honestly, yeah, they're pretty cent, the right? same. They're I don't know. I've given them fifty fifty percent. Fifty had like three fucking albums, and he could still headline yeah. festivals. He just headlined Rolling Loud and had a whole crowd going crazy for the big hits. We well, right. know what? True, but Ja Rule in his prime, like they're, ja they're Rule headlined Firefest. They're separated by that. like a good five or six years between their peaks, and like there was something about the Ja Rule peak in those like mid nineties and that Miami world, and that was like. You know, with like Biggie and like it was just a di- I don't know. You know, job, job rule on Blueprint too. Can that, I get a 50, 50, 50 I give them on the career vibes. I don't know. I want to. Ha- who do you want to hang out with more, Job Rule or Fifty Cent? Probably Fifty. I, I actually hung out with Job Rule num- number of times. What? Nice dude. I booked him. I booked him at uh, my venues. I've DJed with him a few times. Yeah, he's actually like he loves to drink. Uh, he's actually a pretty solid guy. He's sh- much shorter than I expected. Oh, short king. I kind of figured that. Yeah, short but king jaw rule. I get him mixed not. up with Cisco. <laughs> How do you get him mixed up with Cisco? <laughs> Jeffrey. His name. He he asks to go by Jeffrey. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's a good all dude. Right, all right, Jeffrey rule. <laughs> Jeffrey rule. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Yo, did you guys hear that about the Jason Derulo thing? Oh yeah, yes. called him Usher, and he went yeah, man. super sad. No, don't him. make me like him, Yo, bro. He beat yeah. the fuck out of those guys. That's I saw, awesome. a, I saw a great tweet today, and it's like Jason Derulo spent the past twenty years saying his fucking name at the beginning of every song, only yeah, to get yeah. disrespected yeah, and called yeah, Usher. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god. All right, <laughs> fucking point number two. We got so sidetracked. Point number two. Kenny already brought it up. The weekend dropping a new album on Friday. And as much as I don't care, because I feel like we get new weekend music all the time, it is really cool to see the way he's doing it. And he's basically putting out this fucking cinematic world around it, which apparently is going to be narrated by Jim Carrey. Yo, there's like, there's a couple artists doing that shit now where it's like a short motion picture to come out to accompany the record about. Here's the thing I love the weekend. I love his music. I think it's fucking radical. Yo, but chill the fuck out. You are not like a revolutionist. You're not like, like chill out. I disagree. I disagree because it's going to lead me into Why, my because next Because he's topic. doing what Michael Jackson and Daft Punk had done for 30 fucking years. He's not doing no. anything different. No, but in today's landscape where we're going to get into the whole TikTok conversation we had on, uh, we got in arguments with people on social media yesterday. In a world where people don't give a fuck about albums or works of art anymore, for someone to put that much attention in it and for people to actually give a fuck about it means something. I like that. But you don't think that any part of the attention he puts into his own shit comes from a place of shallowness, insecurity, and fucking... He's a musician. Of course that's where it comes from. I'm just saying it's great music, but also chill the fuck out. You are not some pie of fucking near like... 
Like, Robbie. I got fucking plastic surgery on my face and all this different <laughs> shit. Like, yo, like, yo, if your music's not that good that you got to do all these fucking stunts, it's like, imagine dragons up on trapeze fucking art stilts, you know, in the middle of this show with their giant drums. It's like, yo, play the fucking song. If it's a good yo, song, it'll talk. But at the same time, though, my whole point is the album's dying for a reason. I, as a fucking consumer of music and also someone who creates albums, don't give a fuck about albums anymore. Like, Robbie, do you still consume full works of art or are you more focused on singles? Like, wh where's um, your brain? Um I'm the outlier because I'm way more an album guy. I'll listen right. to albums start to finish still. I hate listening to music on shuffle. Like, I'm not even a playlist guy, really. I listen to albums. Like, that's my thing. But I realize that's just not how, like, people look at music anymore. Well, Robbie, you're, what are you, like, 25? 23. 20, oh, Jesus. Okay, so, like, you are in that age group that I'm talking about where I'm 30 and then, like, I personally grew up listening to fucking albums. Like, and as a musician, I'm programmed to want to make bodies of art because that's what we were brought up to do. You make a fucking record, right? When you're looking at these kids now who fucking have TikTok and like all they're looking for is 15 second clips, songs barely mean anything anymore. Like songs barely get attention and they're fucking throwaway items. An album is basically a fucking coaster at this point. Nobody gives a fuck about full bodies of work. I'm interested to see someone putting this much thought behind an album because maybe you can resurrect the art form. Like Dante, what's your opinion? Um, the, I'll be honest. The only thing I'm interested in in this album is the production. I mean, the weekend just fucking nails i mean if, if he's got more daft punk production on this album i mean i'm i'm in like sold but same, same. If, if, if yeah i mean that's like what i ate up on uh the last one and uh i mean before that like his debut stuff with mano i mean that's what was so cool about you know his whole sound was you know how cutting edge it was and different and unique um in terms of like the popness and you know the actual like songs and lyrics like i don't know i think he's kind of going too pop agreed for me but I'm i don't know i mean I, I get what you're saying i get what you're saying like he's trying to get the listener into the you know full body of work and you know it's encompassing with you know these visuals and all that like that's cool. I think it's definitely going to appeal to the Gen Zers and shit who, you know, again, it'll segue into the TikTok conversation, but, um, you know, they're going to actually want to watch this thing start to finish. And by watching it, they'll listen to it start to finish. So yes. I hope it doesn't start a trend of this shit, but I think it's, I think it's an interesting tactic. Well, I think I mean, ca call me a grandpa, which I know that I am, but like, <laughs> albums undeniable albums you can't hit skip because you started on the first song and that song is so good that before you know it you're on song five and you're on yeah. song eight right like there's not really an option of like you know that's what makes a great the uh, saint vincent last record yeah, yeah. tame impala record some like there are artists who can still produce these bodies of work that are incredible as like a whole body of work i just don't think somebody like the weekend but i get what you're saying of like yeah force the people who are visual learners and visual consumers who is everybody these days to consume it in a video which you can't really skip it's from start to finish and then they have to listen to the whole album I feel like I fucked my argument up because I should have started with the other point and then capped it with the weekend conversation. But I guess I'll backtrack here. There was a, a post that we put out yesterday that piggybacked off something that she's an artist named Chelsea Cutler. Uh, 
oh, fucking, oh, I listen to her music. It's fucking great. But she put out this post. It was just a notes app where she put it out and said, you know, going into this year, as an artist, it's such a weird place to be in because it feels like the biggest disconnect is between artists and fans, right? Fans are okay with these 15-second snippets and the fucking TikTok trend and all this shit, and that's how they're finding music. But artists have always been raised up and brought up to create bodies of work and not make disposable shit. And now it's this kind of, like, mismatch of, like, it's such a mind fucking a minefield. Kenny, you brought it up last week with the bands that you're producing where they're getting now told, like, oh, we need TikTok click-throughs. Where are we as artists right now where everything that we do is boiled down to 15 seconds, like, whereas a song now is seen as a throwaway object and it's really the content around it or what other people can create to it that is the commodity. It is such a weird place to be as an artist. And I don't give a fuck because I don't care about the TikTok world. I don't give a fuck about that. It's like Basin said, you need to know where your bread is buttered. Are you a TikTok artist or are you a fucking, you know, a band? There's a well, difference. That's the thing is that I think the big, the, the, the main variable is the consumer because artists are going to be artists and then people who want to be famous want to be famous. And yes. they're oh, not mutually yeah, exclusive things, right? That's actually a really good point. I, I had that conversation today saying like, <laughs> Wendy says it at the end of the, the episode where she says, you know, these TikTok kids might have one moment in the sun, but we'll see how they feel when they get on stage for the first time. If you're really about this shit, are you really an artist? Like, do you really care about what you do or do you just want the clicks? Like, what, what's your real bag? It's such a fucking weird place to be in. And but I therein don't also lies where I still feel that regardless of how people consume music, most people um, relate to honesty, right? Sure. And, and a genuine thing. Like, you don't believe fake artists, right? And these people who are doing it for viral or TikTok virability and click-through and save rates, they come and they go. They come and they go. I don't know. I don't give a motherfuck about any of that bullshit. And it, it took a while for me to understand that, that I just don't care. I don't. And I, maybe maybe because I think the podcast for me is the answer to trying to go viral on TikTok. Like, I, like I, I don't want to do the TikTok shit. I don't. I'd rather talk into a mic for an hour a week. Like, that's more my speed. But I don't know. Like, Kenny, you're dealing with that shit. Robbie, do you actually find music on TikTok? No, I, I'm, I'm such not a TikTok guy ever. I, I found one person, Blue to Tigers, that bassist that, like, blew up on TikTok. I think everyone found her on TikTok, but, like, I haven't gone on TikTok in months, so I, I truly like never find anyone on it. My bass player or my saxophone player, Will, he's going viral like six times. He's got millions and millions and millions of views on TikTok. That's cool. Yeah, and it's cool. And Will's a good Will. All, Will's also a fucking you know studied jazz musician, so he's just kind of a nerd uh, in a good way. Uh, but he's not someone searching for virability. He just loves to make shit. But Dante, what's your opinion on all this? I have to stay up on it, sadly, because, you know, two reasons. One, I'm a DJ, and the kids in the clubs these days, it's they, TikTok is like their number one source of viral music now. And it's crazy the crossover a lot of these artists have that you never fucking heard of them. They blow up on TikTok, and then they go mainstream. And the other reason is uh, I report for Billboard. So I have to like know what the fuck these kids are listening to, um, you know, so that I'm actually like reporting on the stuff that is relevant that week. Um, there's a few good sites that chart the stuff so that I don't have to like fucking scroll on TikTok and like investigate and spend hours like doing it thank god because i would blow my brains out <laughs> um 
But the thing that I'm really confused about is like half the fucking songs are heavy, heavy samples of like classic songs that I don't know how the fuck they're getting cleared. I don't know if it's because it's a Chinese company that they don't give a fuck about copyright. Like I, I just, I hear so many of these songs that I'm like, wait, this is just a, you know, a, a Leah sample. Like what, the, how the fuck is this? Dude, I like, heard one. T- I heard one today on the radio. Cause first off the, the craze of like lo-fi remixes of classic songs needs to go away. I fucking hate it. I'm so like the Frank, there's somebody did a Frankie Valley remake. Uh, and then I heard one today. It's a sample of uh, Rocket Man, and it's the and I think it's gonna be a long, long time, which is hot as fuck. That, I actually really liked it. That's Dua Lipa and Elton John. That that is a banger. That's been out for a few months. That's Elton John. Yeah, it's a I Dua Lipa and Elton John duo. Yeah, they they collabed on it. It's a banger. This DJ uh, Pina did the remix that is like the song they're playing on the radio. But yeah, that's a banger. That's like he cleared that officially for her because he's featured on it. But yeah, I mean, there's this there there's this monster EDM song out right now called Do It To It. And it's this guy, A Craze, who no one ever fucking heard of. He took this 2000s R&B song by Cherish. And he took a fucking sample from one of the verses. And it's just her, you know, saying bounce with it, drop with it, lean with it, rock with it. And he just loops that. The tempo slowed down. The keys altered. And it's just a low, deep house record. And it is fucking, it blows up in the clubs. It's everyone's fucking posting it on TikTok. There's like a TikTok dance to it. That's how this guy blew up. And... It's just crazy to me because these kids think it's an original song. They have no mm. clue that it's a sample. Oh, so okay. th- so it's like that's like the TikTok trend is like if you can figure out a way like I if I had fucking more time, I would devote all my time to finding one of these classic <laughs> songs, remixing it and just trying to blow it up on TikTok cuz I would be fucking set. I'd be fucking set. Be getting Bro. Thirty, fifty thousand dollar gigs, like at festivals and shit. Yeah, Dante wouldn't be here with us then. He'd be like, "Who the fuck are you, broke losers?" Like, but that's their—that's what they're doing now, and that's that's the that's the recipe. Like, I I think my whole thing is in this situation is just like I know from the perspective of people trying to make music right now, it is a mind fuck, and we're gonna find out years from now that either it stays or it goes, and I don't know what's gonna happen, but I hope in twenty twenty two there's more clarity for artists, and we'll see whether or not it happens. But I just want to shout what? out Chelsea. Good. What, one more thing. What's really funny, and I, I tweeted or I uh, included him in the comments on this, is our buddy Andrew Barber from Fake Shore. We had him on a few weeks ago. He predicted this like years ago, and he he is so fucking smart. This isn't the first thing he's predicted that he's been dead on about. It was just jumped out at me because the Chelsea Cutler thing blew up. You jumped on it, posted it. And I immediately thought back to it's so funny that this is a a discussion right now because Andrew said like four or five years ago in the future, songs are going to be like a minute, 30 seconds long. And I remember being like, this guy's crazy. Like that, that's not going to happen, but it's fucking, it's coming true. It's we're trending in that direction. 
I got to take stock advice from Andrew Barber. I got to start hitting him up, see what he knows <laughs> about the future, bro. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. We got to keep up on this because it's it's driving people crazy. It's good for some people. It's bad for others. But we're just going to have to watch what happens because it's not going anywhere. But uh, let's go in on the list, off the list. Uh, I... <laughs> I got a weird one to start off. We'll go me, Kenny, Robbie, and then Dante. Uh, my on the list are vitamins slash Eastern medicine. Uh, I don't know what it is. I started off 2022. I'm like, yo, we're gonna, I'm gonna have a big year this year. I better get like real healthy and shit. And I started taking this shit called ashwagandha. I don't know if you guys have ever yeah. heard of this. Yo, yeah. I'm out here, bro. I'm fucking. I feel like a million bucks. If it's it's like <laughs> Indian ginseng or something. Bro, you're going to see me next week. I'm going to have crystals around my Indian neck. Indian jizz pills. <laughs> Indian jizz pills, dude. They're disgusting. Uh, nah, but uh, no, I've, I've been getting into the vitamins. I've been getting into the supplements. I'm back taking It's legit. Yo, ashwagandha, bro. I'm going to start up my dosage. I don't know. I, maybe I'll go full Eastern medicine. Just fucking go full Kyrie Irving and just act like Western medicine <laughs> doesn't exist. Just start taking like fucking horny goat. What's that shit called? Horny goat weed? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep. Bro, the studio we work out of has a big tea box in it, like like tea bags. And in the back, there was just a box of horny goat weed tea that every time we go in the studio now, I just bring it out and put it on the center console. I never use it, but I don't plan to either. Uh, Kenny, who's on your list? Motherfucking Ghostbusters, man. I got to see Afterlife last night. Oh, all right. I'm so happy. All the throw, but they did it right. The music cues, the people, like the storyline, like everything, out. you know, because the last one, was a nightmare was a fucking disaster oh it was horrible hot dog water uh and and but i knew that this one was going to be good we've been seeing fucking previews for it for two years but yeah i got to watch it last night you know big fan really good i was excited like it would even do like the little quirky like circus music when vagman would do weird things and i would be like oh oh that's from the fucking originals that's really you know it's like one of those dude i heard mixed reviews though i heard like some people hated it some people loved it Oh, I, I loved, I loved it. it. I grew I up it like awesome. dressing like Ghostbusters for Halloween and like Ghostbusters was huge as a kid. Ecto cooler, man. It's the oh, perfect like tribute yeah. to the original. It knew what it yeah. was. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Kenny, who was your guy? Uh, I was always Bill Murray. I mean, Bill Murray was always my favorite just because as the jokester and the comedian, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's fucking Bill Murray, I bro. Per- I, for some reason, bizarre reason, was an Egon fan. <laughs> what? Nobody's an Egon fan. <laughs> I kind of like Egon. He's the nerd. I can think yeah. Dan Aykroyd because he got his dick sucked by a ghost, but. <laughs> <laughs> Big time facts, no. dude. Fucking no Dana, only Zool. Uh, yeah. Robbie, <laughs> Robbie, who's on your list? Um, sort of connected, not connected to Kenny's, but similar. Um, it's mom and pop movie theaters for me. I went to Ooh. Columbus visited some family over the holidays and I went to a movie theater that was just a mom and pop movie theater that had a full bar in the front. It was like a hangout spot. They had podcasts playing on the TV, like next to the bowl game. They had uh, like drinks that were all made for Spider-Man pint glasses. You could buy there, Spider-Man themed. My girlfriend got the electro. It was like a blue drink with a, an electric gummy in it. It was just an amazing experience overall. Such cool posters on the wall. They had a little like a video that plays before the movie that's almost like let's all go to the lobby like the old cartoon and yeah, stuff yeah. mom and pop theaters nothing better i what love did you it see? i'm here for that spider-man it was spider-man dude how, go ahead go off now you... I mean, yeah i mean it was it was amazing no spoilers I, no spoilers i unfortunately got COVID on opening night so then i had to watch the bootleg and then i 
I finally got to see it with a full crowd and people going, oh shit, you could hear like oh, that was big would happen, everyone cheering. Like it was cool. I was on my way to the theater and I texted Robbie and I was like, Did you go yet? Did you go yet? And he's like, Oh no, I texted you and I was like, Yo, you poor son of a bitch, you got COVID. And he just hit me back with the link to a bootleg and I was like, Oh I <laughs> love it, yo. Uh yes, shouts out mom and pop, everything. Everything yeah. mom and pop. Shouts out the small guys. Uh Dante, who's on your list? Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Who's off my list is Robbie Fox because this is like the tenth time he's gone to Cleveland and hasn't gone. To no, it's bar. Columbus. It's Columbus. 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 And he hasn't gone to Seesaw. Sorry, I was so fired no, up. True, I I guess. Guess. <laughs> Do you have a bar in Columbus too? No, it is in yeah, Columbus. Seesaw, right on High Street. It's fucking great spot. Yeah, where? Yeah, it was right by High Street. Yeah. All right, next time. Bastard! I know, I know the movie theater you're talking about, though. I haven't saw, I haven't seen a movie in there, but I've been by it. It looks, it looks very uh, charming. Yeah. Uh, All right. On my list is. You guys are going to clown me a little bit for this, but I don't care. Uh, Is my girl actually Cheryl? She (laughs) gay. You'll have to you'll have to clip this and include it, uh, Colin. She did a so every New Year's Eve she hosts the big Chicago New Year's Eve on ABC here, um, and she does this big crazy dance performance. It's like the highlight every year. And this year they went like balls out for it. They shut down State Street, which is behind Michigan Ave. It's the busiest street in the city, uh, right across from Chicago Theater. They brought in all these like exotic cars and it was like a nineties throwback, like music video theme and they crushed it. It was fucking, it was sick. And her and her dance partner, they had this whole dance crew. They choreographed it, practiced it for like six months and it came out amazing. Everybody in the fucking city has been like raving about it. Everyone I've seen the last week has been like, Cheryl's dance was unbelievable. It was the best part of new year's. So yeah, shout out to uh, my girl in her New Year's dance. Did you help her practice these dance moves? Or I want to know where Dante <laughs> falls in in this dance routine. No, I actually, this is actually like really insulting and in a sore spot for me. She, They do like this edited uh, choreographed dance to, you know, these like, you know, like the cheer competitions, how it's like 20 songs mixed into like a minute. Yeah. They do one of those, and I'm like, this is the third year I've been waiting for her to ask me to make the edit, and they just, they don't ask me. They fucking find someone else to do it, so I'm like, sitting here, just holding my dick, like, (laughs) hey guys, uh, if you need help with the music, I got you. Holding all of your turntables. I was just gonna say, he's got the turntables in his hand, like, like, no, 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 we have a video editor that has a library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll do it on iMovie, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, she, she, I fucking know the, the song by heart. Cause she played it 5 billion times in our house, like practicing in the mirror and it's like drilled into my brain, but no, uh, I am one of the worst dancers you've ever seen. I'm actually, I've been taking dance lessons for two years to try to get on her level. Cause she's incredible. And, uh, I got a ways to go. All you need is the running man, dude. That's the every two years into dance lessons. You cannot be one of the worst dancers we've ever seen. You're a white dude. You can get away with the craziest shit, and they'll just be like, "Oh, he's white." Like that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Like brownest looking white dude I've ever seen. Yeah, but dude, (laughs) I'm a 
I'm a DJ and like I'm a musician. Like you, you know, you have to have rhythm. Otherwise, you look like when you're playing music. If you fucking look like, you know, a stiff, like a stiff, you look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's so, like a chick who can't walk in high heels. Like they don't, the heels don't help <laughs> yes. at that point. Yes, yes you look like Kenny. an idiot. <laughs> Perfect perfect metaphor i got you i got you man i mean all i've done my whole life is play concerts and all i can see are people who are like head banging off and like can't really find the pocket and shit you're like man you gotta lean back here man come on all jokes aside shout out to cheryl uh fucking that's that's so sick dude that's cute cute very cute uh my off the list are pussy ass brands I don't know if you guys saw what happened with Pabst Blue Ribbon. Uh, yes. They had the greatest tweet of all time. It said, if you're not drinking this January, try eating ass. And they <laughs> fucking took it down. They took that tweet down. Dude, you're Pabst, you're Pabst Blue Ribbon. You are drank by the worst of the worst. Yeah, you are yeah. drank by homeless, like, not homeless dudes, like, fucking the... Maybe. the Maybe homeless dudes. I don't know. You're just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's hipsters, the official beer of hipsters. Yeah, my point is, you're not exactly speaking to like the moral hierarchy here. You're you're fucking speaking to people who drink Pabst Blue Ribbon. The eating ass tweet was hilarious. Leave it up. It's funny. Look at Bud Light tweeted that they're like super super corporate. So I'm like, oh, that might be bad. Although it's funny, Pabst Blue Ribbon is just Pabst Blue Ribbon. Hey, I like, grew up drinking dollar PBR Tall Boys at my local dog. Bar. In college, I drank P- I drank myself out of drinking PBR because I drank so much of it. Yeah, if we used I was to make in- the wizard sticks with it. You guys know the wizard stick game? Bro, if I'm a dumbass 19-year-old who's drinking Paps Blue in college and I see the eating ass tweet, I'm like, brand loyalty forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's more <laughs> shit. Dude. Like, don't take it down. Don't take the tweet down. Own your shit. And some some intern definitely just got fired or promoted. I don't know. One of the two. Because I wouldn't be talking about P- Paps Blue Ribbon had they not insinuated that we should all eat ass so shouts out paps blue ribbon but your pussies for taking the, the tweet down god damn it kenny who's off your list <laughs> uh my off the list i don't ever really go too far down these covid uh rabbit holes but this is not really a political take at all i, I saw the other day somebody wearing a i will not comply shirt while nice. wearing a mask <laughs> You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, like which, which part are you not complying with? Are, are you following the speed limit? Are you wearing a seatbelt? Are you doing it? Like, which which part specifically? It's a broad statement to say I will not comply, let alone wear a mask on top of it. So these fucking woke people who are like, my internet's better than your internet. You're like, okay, you fucking figured it out. Man, holy shit. Congratulations. Like, yeah. yeah, like, the worst part about COVID being back other than the fact that people are getting sick and everything is the fact that it's now like hot button topic conversation again. I don't want to fucking talk about it anymore. You know what? They were tweeting about that and it being like the hot button topic of Joe Rogan every episode again. It's like every fucking episode right back to the comedians. And now it's yeah. Talk to oh, me about God. aliens or some shit, Joe Rogan. Fucking talk to me about eating elk meat. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, bring the Sober October crew back on. Like, bring yeah, Ari Shafir on. Tell like, some jokes, yeah. you idiot. Like, I don't <laughs> care. Just you know what? My way. side tangent, my New Year's resolution this year was no more news. None. Not internet news, not mainstream news, not zero news. I broke it for a second and turned on some news the other day. I lasted 15 fucking seconds before I turned that shit off. I have felt so much better just... Don't care. I'm None sure. of it affects me in any fucking way whatsoever. Don't fucking care. Bro, side tangent, if you want like a not as topical podcast, uh, I don't do you guys know who Shane Gillis is? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh my god, I find him so funny. Oh fucking, my god, Dante, so you funny. would love him. Dante, you would love Shane Gillis. He's the dude who got kicked off SNL for making Asian jokes. Oh. 
You didn't hear about Kenny. I don't know how you feel about Shane Gillis as an Asian him. dude. Okay, good. So Matt and Shane's secret podcast. It's Matt McCusker and fucking Shane Gillis. I have do- I dove in hard on this shit. It is the funniest fucking thing I have ever listened to. Uh, I'm dead serious. Like I've been nonstop running this shit. It's irreverent. They say like words you're not allowed to say anymore, but it's all funny. It's fucking in jest. And the one dude's from like literally from Northeast Philadelphia, I believe, because he has the exact same accent as me. And it's fucking hilarious. And it's just dive in. It's fucking. I think so Roan is like boys with him. He Roan did his podcast recently. Shane Gillis. Yeah, I saw and that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shane well, Gillis's Shane... stand up special on YouTube is the funniest oh. stand up special of last oh, year. Oh my god, dude! It's really. Oh, yeah. it's, it's by right. far. All right, I gotta look. I gotta look this guy up. It is by far the funny dude. The thing about uh, Fox News dad, he's saying yep. his dad, his dad's a Fox <laughs> News dad. He's like, he's like, he's a good dad, dude. He's like, could you imagine MSNBC dad? He's like, MSNBC dad's at the new, at the dinner table saying like, we need more renewable energy. And Shane Gillis goes, ew, dude, I didn't know dad was gay. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> thing. He's like, me and my dad fucking hate the environment. All we do is talk about eating pussy and fracking. It's, <laughs> it's so good, dude. Fucking shouts out that pocket so funny robbie who's off your list so i did a lot of thinking as i do every time we do on the list off the list and i sat there my on the list came to me like that and as always my off the list was just evading me and i was like fuck what do i not like what do i not like i sat there with my girlfriend i was like i don't know what i didn't like i asked her i was like anything i complained about over the last week that i was like i really hated we were thinking of a few things and they were all stupid and then it hit me like a light bulb it's off the list is what is off the list for me. I hate oh my throwing God, I things that. off the list. Yeah. So the off the list segment is off my list this week. I like it. I fucking back it because I've almost used that once or twice. Like, yeah, yeah. 23-year-old Robbie needs more hardship in his life. We need something terrible. I don't even no, want to say this. Like, we we need terrible to be things. on Robbie's level where like nothing really pisses me off anymore, man. You know Podcast would suck balls, dude. Yeah, true. I can't, true. I can't true. I'd be like, like, how are you going to be pissed off about? Come on. Yeah. I'm out here like, yeah, how are you going to delete the ass-eating tweet, dude? And you're I like, nah, no. Mushrooms, bro. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> Robbie's going to, we're going to wear off on Robbie this year. And Robbie's going to start coming off every week. Like, you know what I fucking hate, dude? I hope. I hope by the end of 2022 that off the guest list is uh, much easier for me. Yeah, well, so this is where we miss White Sox, Dave, because Dave will come in with the most irreverent shit and be like, I fucking hate doorknobs, dude. They fucking suck. Like, and I'll be like, all right, well, there's, there's <laughs> Dave. They've always been good to me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Robbie, I, re- I respect it. I do respect See, Robbie's not fake. He can't be fake. He can't be fake. Nothing bothered him. He can't be fake, except for trying to figure the podcast out. Dante, wrap us up here. What's your off the list? Oh, man, I love you, Robbie. You're so <laughs> fucking positive and just such a good guy. I'm... I'm the complete opposite. I have trouble every week. I'm like, Colin goes to me first for on the list. And I'm like, fuck, what the <laughs> fuck do I like this week? Off the list? No problem. I have, I have fucking plenty like to choose from. Uh, this week, I am going with the polar vortex. It is Ooh. looking at my thermometer right now in my car. It is four degrees right now in Chicago. Oh. Oh, man. Every year this happens where this fucking cold spell, extra cold spell comes out of nowhere. And you're like, wow, I forgot how fucking cold it can actually get in this city. But it happens every year. Kenny's at 71 degrees and sunny. 
bro, it's insane. It's like you, it sucks for your dog the most because you let your dog outside to go to the bathroom or like walk them outside and they just look at you like, what is this shit? Like, <laughs> you know, here's a crazy, here's a crazy question uh, for those who don't live in perfect climate areas. But um, why do you live there? You don't have to live there in the freezing cold. I hear so many of my friends in the Midwest and the North in the winter months. They're like, fucking hell, it's so cold. I'm snow plowing my fucking driveway at six in the morning. I'm like, yo, you can live anywhere you want in the whole world. Yeah, but don't forget also the fact that around Christmas time, we get snow. It's fucking festive. Like we get, we get the it. seasons. We, we experience life. Not you live in it. fucking Groundhog's Day. Every I day is fucking beautiful. Paradise. Paradise. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, all right, dude. Yeah, until you walk outside and get mugged for no reason because you're in fucking <laughs> Yo, true. Yeah, true. You give and take, Dante, man. You give and take. Dante, are there I'm, no yeah, muggings like... in Philly anymore? I mean, what are we talking <laughs> yeah, about? That's <laughs> the second highest murder capital in the yeah, world. That's the shittiest thing because it's like, I can't even be like, yeah, it's fucking freezing cold, but at least we don't have crime. Wait, yeah, we do. We have the second highest murders in the country. And I'm talking to Dante, and he's out here in the murder capital Chicago, of the world, yeah. dog. Oh, Dante, real quick. You're hanging out with Juicy Smoolex attackers, bro? Last night at dinner uh, at the table next to him, just struck up conversation over some shots and <laughs> what did you uh, say to him like hey man how'd that go <laughs> i didn't want to i didn't want to come right out with it so i danced around it for a little while and uh it was it was actually sad like they were like they were very happy to meet somebody that wasn't rude to them or which i was surprised i was like you know people are dickheads to you they're like oh yeah like women especially like they fucking make awful remarks to us and are just very like rude and i was like who the fuck would talk shit to these guys they are diesel fucking yeah. dude they look like the harlem heat just fucking <laughs> houses I just can't believe they would be mean to them after what they did to Juicy Smollett. Like, they attacked him so brutally. <laughs> like, like, oh, my God. But, like, I was just thinking, like, how did you pick them out of a crowd? Like, how did you do that? What was, did, were they wearing shirts, like, saying, like, we were a part of the Juicy No, Smollett? they walked in, and I, I knew I recognized them. And I was like, I'm so bad with fucking names, but I'm really good with faces. And they actually used to work out at my friend's gym. Mm. And when the, when the whole thing broke and they got identified, my friend posted a picture with them and was like, you know how I know this story's bullshit because I know these two guys and they are the nicest people in the world. They would not hurt anybody. Like this whole thing stinks to high. And I remember looking at the picture and being like, yeah, if those guys really attacked this guy, they would have beat him into, a, they would have fucking put him in a coma. And I was just like, those guys are not Donald Trump fans. No, no. <laughs> so when they walked in, I recognized them. And then the owner is like this fucking crazy guy, Armando. He just pours shots nonstop. So he's pouring shots at our table. He poured two for them. He was like, let's do one together. We did one together. And I was like, you know, did you guys used to work out at Mike Jabber's gym? And they were like, yeah, how do you know him? And then <laughs> conversation just started rolling. Oh, that's good. But, so you meet somebody's night, dude. That's nice. Yeah, they're they're good dudes though. But I told them, uh, you know, I work for Barstool. I was like, I got a coworker that has an awesome podcast. You know, he interviews people in Chicago about Chicago stuff. Would love to get you on. And you know, they were like, yeah. Once our lawyer says we're able to, they they 
said they couldn't like comment on trial stuff because it's still pending, but they said once uh, their lawyer gives them the okay, there's no once gag order. Once gets gonna, sentenced, I have. Yeah, they're gonna uh, they're gonna go on with Eddie, which will be fucking hilarious. Nope, I have one request. It's not Eddie. It has to be White Sox Dave. White Sox Dave <laughs> alone trying to navigate that conversation would be fucking. First off, just watching Dave do a one person interview would be hilarious. Like the breaks <laughs> in the conversation where Dave's just like, "Yeah, that's fucking cool." <laughs> so, do you guys like tits too? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How you guys? How you guys feel about titties? That's pretty cool, right? Like, I, know, <laughs> I fucking love beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my. You role. want one uh, now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then the, the next like hour is just them sitting there like drinking the beer, not saying a single word. I would watch the fu- I would watch every episode of that podcast. White Sox Dave awkwardly interviews people. I love that. Uh, all right, so that's on list off list. Let's wrap it up before we get into our interview with Wendy. Let's do what the fuck we're listening to. Uh, I'll start out. I've been on a big NERD kick. I love Pharrell. Uh, rolling M sevens off the last record. No one ever really dies. Is the most fucking metal rap song of all time. This shit is so fucking hot. Kenny, do you know Rolling M7s? No, uh-uh. Oh, dude, you'll fucking love it. Send me you a link, sp- baby. I will, gladly, right after we're done this. Dude, this shit is so hot. I love Pharrell. I love how, like, much rock and roll Pharrell will put into shit, like, inadvertently. Like, he has, he has such a great musical palette, and I love this song. Andre 3000 has a verse on it, too, so instantly in. Shit is fucking awesome. And it, the first time you listen, you're like, what the fuck is this? And then the second time you're like, let's go. This is the shit. So rolling M sevens by NERD is my pick. Kenny, what the fuck have you been listening to? I haven't found anything new recently. That's blown my mind, but I went back in time again, as I usually do. And this week I've been listening to a lot of the fucking butthole surfers. Let's go. Dude, butthole like, surfers. You know, a band that people have forgot. Robbie, do you not know the butthole surfers? No. What? Oh, Whoa. I don't mind the sun sometimes. The image is it. They had one of the weirdest songs of like 1997 or something like that. The crazy. What's the video. name of that song? Uh, Pepper is the name of that song. Yeah, it's a song. It sounds like you might think it's a Beck song at first when they're just kind of like talking yeah. into the mic. Like they, it's they, a they, huge yeah. song, and he starts off singing like the Crash Test Dummies. And then he gets really loud. Anyway, they were they had a huge hit in the 90s, which was huge era to have huge songs and then i found out they were, they formed in 1981 you're like oh what? my god bro they did it for like almost 20 years before they had a single break but Dude, they're still they, one of my favorite bands man they've been surfing buttholes for 40 years yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah let's started go. in 81 same lineup since 83 like just legends wow. but did robbie butthole surfers pepper please go. you'll love it i'll I do probably. a dive tonight yeah never you're gonna dive into the butthole surfers yeah <laughs> dive right into that in. hole um i have blue ribbon i have glow on by turnstile is my album of the year last year i think i might have mentioned it before on the show i definitely have talked to colin about it um like off air the whole album is awesome sounds like a throwback to the early 2000s kind of but also very experimental and new and uh there's like mexican influence in the drums and stuff it's very cool also wanted to shout out this was uploaded recently on the Howard Stern uh, YouTube page, which I always monitor for uh, band performances. Their sound engineer is like off the charts good. And it's by our friends in OAR. I want to tell you a phenomenal Beatles cover off Revolver, a song that I've never heard anyone cover before. It's kind of an obscure one to pick, and it is so fucking good. So I recommend everyone check that out on the nice. Stern YouTube. 
Fuck yeah, dude. I couldn't imagine Mark Roberts talking to Howard Stern because fucking Mark is so nice. And Howard would probably <laughs> be like, You ever yeah, like you ever done cocaine out of a stripper's asshole? And Mark's like, No, man, I'm actually just a really nice guy. Like, yeah, I'm I going to imagine- my kid's soccer game in a, in a minute here. That's what know? I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dude, I gotta watch that. But yo, the turnstiles really record you put me on to awesome. My favorite okay. album of 2021, Glow On by Turnstile. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Robbie. Dante, wrap us up here. What the fuck have you been listening to? Uh, you guys actually know this because I texted you last week. I fucking, again, mind blown. Um, listening to XMU on Sirius. And Kenny, forgive me if I'm wrong on this, but uh, Frances Forever, is she part of Japanese Breakfast? I don't know the answer to that question. We, I was the but one who was talking to you about Japanese Breakfast. That's, that's a Philly homie right there. Yeah, that's the the girl, right, Frances? I forget her, what her voice is. Name is her. I think it's her. Her it's voice. Mich- is, her name's Michelle. I know that. Oh uh, well, I'm listening to Frances forever. She is one of the best voices I've heard in a long time. I'm talking like standout voices, like Ellie Goulding style. Where I was driving and I almost like pulled over on the side of the road because I was like jaw dropped. Love that. Um, yeah, so fucking, so great. You can just tell she's going to be a star one day. Um, she's got, she did a whole XMU like studio session where she did all these covers. She did this wild version of Build Me Up Buttercup that was Ooh. like, sounds cheesy, but it was so fucking like slick how she did it. So yeah, big fan. Let's go. Nice, good fun. Fuck yeah. Dude, you know who the last person who stopped me in my tracks was, Kenny? Emily yeah. Armstrong. Dude, dude, dead Sarah. I, if there anybody is who's no listening, singer like her, man, she nope. is a fucking goddess. She's incredible. and also a super cool person. Very cool. Always has been cool. Always been a sweetheart. I mean, there, there's the her. Uh, I don't even know. I don't have words because her voice is that amazing. That's the last person we had on the podcast that I didn't know before that I left and listened to all their music, and I was like, I'm now an obsessive fan. Like anytime I get the opportunity to plug Dead Sarah, I do it. And yeah. I'm not I'm not getting anything on the back end Dude, here. And then you'll get bored to go on YouTube and watch her live performances and they blow the records out of the water. I'm dead fucking serious. Anybody here who hasn't listened to Dead Sarah, go look up Dead Sarah. It's yeah. fucking so gnarly. So gnarly. She is inc- the band is great, but Emily is a fucking superstar. Dude. For sure. Superstar. Great picks, everybody. This is a fucking fantastic episode. Great conversation. Hopefully Dave's not in timeout for too long. He can come back and hang out with us next week. But uh, big shout out to Wendy Rollins, whose interview is coming up. Big shout out to Robbie Fox. We hope to have Robbie a ton in 2022. Planning some content, getting some fucking trips put together. Let's get this shit rolling. I feel great about this year. I'm excited. I've had a lot of coffee today. I'm in a lot of ashwagandha. I'm fucking hyped, dude. I'm out here. Easter medicine. Uh, Gentlemen. Yo, Yo, Robbie, let's get Robbie back next week and do this get back. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about it. We need to do it it's to fine. get let's back. Say, it'll take too long. It'll take like an hour by itself. Let's yeah. talk about it next come, week. Yeah. I'm, I'm we pretty need to free do, next week. I can come back. We need to week. do a whole episode just about get back. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're doing. That's a great idea. Holy fuck. I just completely skipped over that. But I ah, had a whole. Cool. Dude, um, I'm hyped by that. Great call. Um, All right. Let's wrap this up. Go in our interview with Wendy. Gentlemen, anything else for me today? Nope. Nope. All right. Fuck it. Ladies and gentlemen, here is our interview with our friend, Wendy Rollins. Yeah! How you feeling? Yeah! You feel all right? 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, our guest today was the first ever guest of the original version of the podcast. And it's been far too long since she's been on here. She's back in Philadelphia. One of my favorite human beings alive, Miss Wendy Rollins on the podcast. Wendy, how are you? Hello. I'm good. I'm good. I'm back in Philly, man. I'm a lot closer to you. There's a levity. And, uh, there's a levity. Feels better. There's a levity. Yes, yeah. there's a levity. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Uh, for, we can't ignore this. You're back on the air. WXPN. Yes. I've long said this. This is my dream situation is giving you free reign to play what you want. Dude, what has it yeah. been like to join WXPN? Dude, um, and, and look, I know uh, Bruce Warren, who is, who is now my boss, uh, follows this podcast as well. And I'm, I'm not going to say anything that I don't think he wouldn't be surprised by. He don't um, give a fuck but I feel either. like I have fucking walked into Oz. Yes. You know? I mean, here's the thing. And I've tried to explain this to friends of mine who are in radio and, and I think get where I'm coming from. So I started in radio in the nineties, you know, in the 1800s. Um, <laughs> and, and at that time, so I've seen like, I feel like I'm really lucky actually, cause I've seen a really interesting slice of radio as a medium yeah. outside of formats or anything. So when I started, the first station I walked into, one building, one station, one staff. Everybody's doing the same thing. It's 100% live. Um, I'm talking like literally taking oh CDs God. off the wall and putting them in one by one. Um, and the, uh, the, the, the ads that we aired were actually on something that were called carts which if I showed it to you, you would say that's an eight track. It was the same technology. Oh my God. Um, but they were recording those things over and over again. And that was the easiest medium to use. Um, so literally that was, that was changing as I was coming out of college. So that was like my, my college job at a station in Augusta, Georgia, which hats off to them, um, became an award-winning small market station. I, I just got lucky because my brother was going to med school out there and was like, hey, can my sister intern for you guys? <laughs> so that's, that's how I landed it. And I had, uh, it, it was really luck of the draw because it, it, two weeks in, their overnight jock took another job and they, they put me on. That was it. That was we, it. And I said was this literally... What's that? We said this before we started. Timing is everything. It, it, yeah, it's it's timing, it, it, and and it's a, it's a bit of luck. Um, okay. But my my point to say all this is like, so when I walked into XPN after years of being in um, what they call a cluster, so in in radio now there's going to be at least at least three stations per building. Um, and that's not a major market thing. That's, that's everywhere. That's just how they operate. It's easier. It's, it's kind of a one-stop shop. Every station has their own studio, but they'll share, um, basically all the office work, right. the promotions, uh, the, all of the, the traffic, the sales, all of that. They kind of all work together and the stations are literally just, you walk down a hallway and there's so-and-so there's so, and that's how it is. Yeah. So you walk into XPN. And it is one building, one staff, one station. Everybody's going for the same goal. Yep. And you know it. It makes a difference. It does. Um, 
And, and so I feel like I've walked in and I'm just like, oh my God, you guys are all doing the same thing. All of these people. And, and also that's another thing. It's, it's a gigantic staff. Oh, it's yeah. the staff of the 90s that I'm used to where everybody is not doing like 15 different things, hoping they still have a job tomorrow. Yeah. People are like, oh, well, you know, she's going to be leaving because there were a lot of people at the end of the year that were leaving XPN yeah. because they had been there for literally decades. decades. Yep. You know, and I'm like, oh, you people are like, legit retiring from here <laughs> this is this oh you just stay here oh what an idea <laughs> you know so but all of that together kind of it, it makes for an energy in the building you know where everybody is on the same path everybody is working towards the same goal so to me i'm like what a fucking concept dude i you know what and this isn't just because we're friends and i love you to death but I'm dead serious. Like when I found out that you were joining XPN, I pulled my car over and called you like six times, which I'm sure your phone was fucking blown up. And I called Bruce Warren and I called Bruce and I seriously, I, I, he answered and was like, yo. And I was like, Bruce, you motherfucker. I was like, you hired Wendy. And he was like, dude, I meant to text you this morning to tell you, but I forgot. And it like makes me think back, dude, it was exactly this time. It was the December 31st show of last year when it was the old version of the podcast before all the Barstool stuff started. Yeah. And it was me, you and Bruce. And that was the last show of 2020. And I remember thinking to myself like, dude, in my perfect radio dream, this is what I want. And did I manifest this? Did I, did my brain make this happen? I don't know. Hey, look, man, it's not like I wasn't thinking the same thing because I called up Bruce you know, because we, we've known each other for a while now. Of course. Um, and, uh, you know, and I told him initially, because everybody's like, how did you land this? And I was yeah. like, I straight cold called the guy. I did. Uh, I was like, I'm, I'm going to be moving back. Um, and I'm coming back in September. And look, I know how it is, man. Holidays. People want to take vacation time or whatever. And it gets really thin around there. I got no problem taking some scraps, shifts people don't want or whatever. It might be cool to do some weekends or something like that. So if you need me, I'd be glad to. No strings attached, you know? And he was like, cool. So give me a call when you get in town. So I called him when I got in town and some things had shipped around for me. And I was like, yo, Bruce, um, I actually need those hours now. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, um, he was like, you should come in. We need to talk. So, um, so that was it, you know? Oh. Um, so yeah, I've been taking shifts here and there and look, I, I don't know where it's going to go, but I, I love it. I mean, just like watching the jocks, like, yeah, so, you know, I've got this song in my log and I like that, but you know what? They've got a better single. So I'm just going to add that one. I want to, you know, I'm going to play And I'm like, so you can just, you, you just, you're just going to change it. But do you need to, you need to stay in that category, you know? And they're like, no, no, I I don't want to play it. So I'm just, so I just pull up another song and I'm like. (laughs) I know it's you. The thing is too, sometimes I don't even know it's you because I'll get in the car, I'll be driving around and I'll turn on XPN and I'll hear like a Franz Ferdinand deep cut. And I'm like instantaneously, I'm like, 
Wendy's on right now. And it makes me so happy to hear you get to pick and choose what you want. Because if it's like a yeah. deep cut REM song or a fucking Franz Ferdinand song or like something like that, I'm like, and it's something that XPN doesn't necessarily do all the time. It's, it's adding a nice flavor. But my, my main thing like that I've noticed right away, because I'm, you know, tied into the whole Philadelphia community, obviously. Did you fucking expect or see the reaction of people like when it was announced? Like it, w- it was literally like, I don't know, like people were coming back from war and there was going to be a ticker tape parade when you, when you they announced you were coming back. Like you saw that outpouring of love, right? I, I did. Um, and look, I mean, you know, I think it's the same as like you guys have, have a show coming up. Yeah. You want people to show up, but you don't know. Mm. Like, I don't know, might work, might not. It's a lot of luck. So when a couple of my own friends were like, hey, yay, on Twitter or whatever, I was like, cool. Um, And then it really, like, I started to hear from people and I started to get, like, brand new followers just, you know, and I was just like, what's going on? You know, and, and there were a couple of people on Twitter and Instagram that I don't know their real name, but I recognized them from their their handle or whatever mm. um they were like oh my god you're back like instantly yeah. picked right up with me and at that i was shocked by because you know within this industry be it the artist the jock the whatever it's it's kind of disposable you yeah. know it's you you gotta stay current and i haven't been here for five years mm. you know so i fully expected to start from ground zero you know and just be like okay so you know, uh, maybe some, some folks that listen to me on 104.5 might, might check this out or whatever. And, you know, maybe this will be cool, but I just, I just want to play music for people. That, right. That's it. Um, and if they're along for the ride, cool. And, and, and if they're not, you know, I, I didn't know, honestly, if I'd get a lot of pushback from people like, well, why aren't you going to 104.5? You know, I, I, I thought I got none of that. I got yeah. almost, I gotta say almost like zero negativity at all. Nothing to be all. negative about. It's a great situation. Yeah. And and so I was just like, okay, so everybody's pumped on this? Cool. <laughs> Have you tuned into the old station at all? Like being home? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so weird, man. Like it, it just look, I'm not here to disparage them at all because they've been great to me over the years. And I that's sure. not what I'm trying to say at all. It's more uh, we had we had our buddies, I'm sure you know the guys, Congos. They were they were on the podcast last week. Yep. And we had a very long conversation between me, them, and Kenny. Uh, from uh, obviously a wall giant sure. asshole, but I love him to death about kind of like the state of, of alternative radio. And it's just so odd. I don't even, I don't hit that preset anymore. And it's weird. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's and, like a, and you know what, like you said, it's, it's not to, to, you know, put any negativity towards that. And it's yeah. really, it's really not, don't think it's just happening in Philly. No, that's I mean, what I mean. I actually, I read an article on it uh, just today, a matter of fact, um, and it was within the, the alternative trades. Um, so n- not something that y- other people are going to see or care about. But <laughs> I'll tell you, it's summation, um, because I still nerd out on this kind of stuff. Ultimately, what they were saying was, you know, alternative is at a really weird point right now, not only musically, because let's be honest, a lot of it is pop leaning, mm. very safe kind of vanilla stuff. Um, and it's not to say that there aren't artists out there that totally would fit the bill. The stations aren't, they aren't taking chances. Nope. So, so what's really going on? 
Um, and they said that, you know, just looking at a lot of things, there's the consolidation, like 2020 hit and, and blew out so many jobs. Mm. And this guy that wrote this article, Fred Jacobs, was was ultimately saying, okay, so big business, you guys made the decision to cut your jocks and absolutely minimize your content on air. Okay, so you're not paying those people anymore. So you saved a lot of money. Okay, I get that. He was like, okay, but now it's two years later. And let's be honest, your content isn't what it used to be because the jocks aren't local. They, they can't. They cannot super serve every one of these markets Thanks. like a local jock could. So they said, now you've got syndicated talent or at least, you know, somebody piped in that's, that's covering multiple cities across the country that can't possibly talk to your locale. Your ratings are dropping mm. and therefore your sales department doesn't have anything to work with. Right. So did you actually make money? No. It's, so, it, it, it's, and that was his point because there are alternative stations that are, that are shutting down. Yep. There's a lot of them. Yeah. So it, it's the genre itself. Um, I know I personally feel like I've shied away from that side of things because the well's dry and I'm not talking yeah. about artistically. I'm talking about business sense. It's like, you don't contact them and get a person back anymore. It's not like that. And it's also just like, the genre is in such a weird place because before it felt unique and alternative meant a lot of different things, but it's still, I don't know how to put this. It had a certain fucking balls to it. Like it was like, there was still something there. Like there was risk takers, there was different shit. And now it's just, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's a bummer because like, there's so many bands that we talked to that used to like lean into that side of things. Now like, I don't even know what that is anymore. I, it's right now, and I don't know if genre is dying per se in general. Genre may just be dying, but fuck. It, I, I don't think it. I don't think it is um, because I would say that I still hear bands on the regular that are doing something that I would say any alternative station could play this. Will yeah. they? Mm. That's the underlying question. But could mm. they? Yes. So that means to me that the music is still being made. Yes, absolutely. So, so that being said. I don't think the genre dies. I think if if radio isn't careful, they're they're just gonna. The thing is, they've become very formulaic, and that's what this article was essentially saying. You can hear the same jock, the same station, the same everything in Oshkosh and Atlanta, and that's that's not how it works, um, particularly for the alternative music listener, because they are looking for something a little bit different. Yeah. That's what they're tuning in for. And if you don't bring something, even if they don't like it, they would at least go, well, I'm not going to hear it anywhere else. Right. And I mean, that I, don't, the take. I don't know that I necessarily mean that only alternative is dying. I think that genre in general mm. is starting to break down and in a fucking weird way. That's not, a good thing like everything's starting to sound kind of the same to me yeah. and it's freaking me the fuck out like i, I don't like i had a long argument on the instagram for the podcast today about tiktok's influence on music mm. um and and now like i i can speak from experience because we're putting a record together right now that i'm really excited about i feel great and i'm having fun i'm saying fuck it making whatever i want but so many artists are in this weird place right now where <laughs> songs barely mean anything anymore, let alone albums, which mean absolutely fucking nothing. Like, because everything's cut down into these 15-second clips, and now there's, like, right. 
so much shit being thrown at artists on how to do things. Oh, this is the new modern way to do things when people just want to make music. We are in some weird alternate dimension right now where nobody knows what's going on. Record labels barely know what's going on. Consumers don't know what's going on. Artists don't know what's going on. And I don't know what the answer is, but whatever it is that alternative radio is doing right now is not it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think though, I mean, don't forget there was a point in time where everybody thought that, well, I, I I like to draw the analogy of, you know, there was, I, I don't know if it was the, the MTV awards or something like that back in the day. And, you know, you've got like warrant is playing Mm. and poison is playing. And that's when Nirvana first showed up on stage. Dude, I've been, I've been saying this on the podcast for weeks. I want to see. It can happen. What is the asteroid that, or who is the asteroid who comes and hits the modern music scene right now? And blows it up like Nirvana did to, to hair metal. And I can't fucking wait for that moment because everybody is bored. And when I say that, I mean like most of the consumption of music right now is either skipping through a playlist, listening to clips online. It's so odd that it, like I, I've been talking to so many huge established artists and they're even like, dude, we don't know what the fuck to do. Like, it, yeah. It's really a situation where everybody has been stuck in the house for two years and nobody knows what's going on. And I, I, I think this kind of leads me into asking kind of like, is there anything that's been catching your ear recently? Like, is there anyone that's jumped out at you and been like, they could be the asteroid? Or even if they're not the asteroid, is there shit interesting to you? Um, I mean, look, to say there's, there's an asteroid is, is a bold claim. I haven't had the moment where I'm like, whoa, what, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Um, and every so often I have gotten those, but full disclosure, the first time I heard Nirvana, like a buddy of mine was playing it in his car and I was like, <laughs> uh, um, okay. But he followed that up with Smashing Pumpkins, the album Siamese Dream, and there you go. That's a good, that's <laughs> I was hooked. And I was like, what's, what's that going guy, on? That person fucked your life up because they, they hit you <laughs> with like all the good stuff. Yeah. Leave it, leave it to the old high school boyfriend. Um, so that being said, um, uh, you know, being an XPN, it's kind of funny because I'm, I'm back in a radio station where I'm just being just blasted with music 24 seven. And, uh, I, I, I kind of missed that for a while where you're just bombarded with new sounds. Mm constantly coming out of people's offices or their headphones or going into the studio or whatever. And it's just like, what, what, what's that? What's that? Um, so I'm doing a lot of catching up right now. That said, um, there are, there are a couple that I've heard. There's a, a band wet leg. Have you heard oh, that? Yeah, Shays long. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That's it's totally, cool. it's totally the breeders cannonball by the way. Um, and I'm not mad about that no. at all. Um, the, uh, the other one that I found at XPN that I was like, Hmm, what's going on? Um, is geese. I really like them. Um, and I think it's quite promising (laughs) and it can go either way. So these guys, the guys from geese, I think are like on an average, like 19, 20 years old, crazy, which either means they're going to explode and they're going to be awesome. And this will become a way of life for them. Or they're going to totally crack in about a year and be like, ah, you know, and you'll never hear from them again. Yeah, it's well, one of the two. Right. I look. I have seen this time and time again. 
there's been very few things like in the last like like it's funny like there's things that i'm finding recently mm-hmm. like artists that i've always heard about but i never dove in like right. father john misty is someone for me who I, I that that name had always been kicked around right now, I don't know what it was. Maybe I was like hyper depressive or something during the fucking pandemic. And I just dove into this goddamn cult leader, Father John Misty, Josh Tillman, and I became obsessed. So I've been diving yeah. into that. But there's so many bands like uh, personal favorite of Bruce Warren, uh, fucking Fontaine's DC from mm-hmm. from the U- from Ireland or wherever the fuck the Gaelic motherfuckers they are um and then like idols like I'm diving into this weird kind of like heavy yeah. underground what the fuck is this oh my headphones cut out this weird <laughs> dark underground thing that's going on right now and I think it's the wet leg thing right away I got like even like <laughs> this is gonna sound really weird it's like an ultra horny version of like uh karen O. I don't know how else to put it like there is this like slight yeah yeah yes yeah. thing to it too but just these like really over the top like kind of grotesque sexual lyrics which uh, dude i listened to that song like a hundred times the first time i heard it i was like this yeah. is so interesting it's yeah. it's fun and it's fucking there's guitars on it so i was into it right and that was it for me and 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 honestly like so Paul, my husband and I, we were just talking about this. I was like, so if I'm an alternative station, I'm hearing a band that has a retro grunge sound, female fronted, mm-hmm. catchy lyrics, you know, uh, why aren't you on it? Why you aren't for? you on it? You know? <sighs> so <sighs> that's, that's why I'm saying the music is still there. Yes. They, just, they just have to serve it. That's yes. all. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what alternative radio is, is going to look like in the future. I, I'm still going to follow it. If you look at the music that's always been in my library, so to speak, that's, that's where I live. That's what I like, mm. you know? Um, so I'm always going to root for alternative as a whole. Um, but for me personally, like XPN is really, I think, going to be a cool match because I can get into that. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is there's there's a lot of other stuff that I listen to. Like, mm. I really get into, like, trip-hop. I really like jazz. I really, you know, there's there's a lot of other things. Um, so it's not as, as one-dimensional. Am I going to get on there and, and play, you know, California Dreamin' for the Mamas and the Papas? Maybe not. Maybe not immediately. You can if but, you want to. Yeah, I can. That's the beauty of it, mm. you know? But, you know, am I going to really, like, be pumped about the first time that I can play Park Life from Blur, you know? Yes. yes. You know? <laughs> uh, dude, 100%. And, I like, I'm excited just to watch you get to be you. And, I yeah. mean, just raw, uncut Wendy Rollins is an interesting perspective to me. Like, I, I want to hear that and hear, like, the weird shit you'll pull out that you never could have done at any other format that you were at previously. And, I mean... Just on the whole, like I sound pessimistic from a certain perspective of the whole music industry right now because I'm just bored. I know that like, it's it's a it's a concept that we throw around on the podcast a lot. It's just like, dude, yeah. even like the stuff that I'm excited for, I'm not that excited for. It's weird. It's like, has everything gotten too easy? Has everything become too accessible? Like, uh, like maybe that's it. Maybe maybe we're all just spoiled rotten. Maybe that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying in that. You know, I almost kind of wonder. In terms of the pandemic, you know, 
has it become too easy? Like you said, you know, you can, you, you find out about an artist and within an hour, if you've heard one song that you like, you know, every move they've ever made. Yes. You've seen them live on YouTube. Yep. You've watched their music video. You've listened to the shit they recorded like 10 years ago that they didn't know was still on the internet, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's just like, oh, okay. Who's you next? Know? Yeah. Right, right. So I'm wondering if, and maybe this is my foolish optimism that gets me in trouble sometimes, but I'm wondering if, the pandemic actually has made music more in demand. Hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering if people are like, I I've never seen these guys. They've they I've never seen a show. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't know what they do. I don't, I don't know what they sound like live because I can't get to them, you That's, know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like I was supposed to see, uh, who was it? Who was it? Uh, Cleopatra. Oh, I was supposed yeah. to see. Cool, cool dudes. I know uh, their, their good buddies are been named Zig Mentality. They're ca both, both Canadian. And they were supposed oh, okay. to be on that tour, and uh, COVID kept them off the road. But Cleopatra, cool shit. Yeah. Cool shit yeah. from Canada, dude. Yeah, and see, and that's a great band. Um, and I always thought it was kind of funny because, I don't know if you noticed, but the track Hometown that everybody went nuts over was technically released, like, years ago. Yo, yeah, a little heads up we're releasing a, an AB next month of two different songs. One song we've been performing live since 2017. The other one we released in 2019 and we, the, all right, this is an exclusive. I'm just going to roll this out here. The one song we've re-recorded twice and mashed them together because we hated both of them, but together we love them because we oh. hold this, we hold this song very dear to us because it's everyone's favorite song live. And it's, Erica screaming for two minutes, which I'm really excited about. But we took two different versions of the song and took the best elements and smashed them together. The other one, we released right after South by Southwest in 2019. And then two months later, put out our most popular song, which just absolutely dwarfed that one. And we just fell back in love with it. And we're like, well, there's no fucking rules. We can just put it back out. So we're, we're re-releasing it to give more life. Yeah, the world, I mean... The, the look, weird. there's... Yeah, there's there's no rules to it. Whatever, you know. Fuck. I just thought it was really funny when you know. I, I don't know uh, if I heard it on the radio or so, or if it was Sirius XM or something, and they were like, "Oh, Cleopatra, blah blah blah." And I knew about hometown, so I was like, "Oh, cool, we're gonna hear something new." And they were like, it's a "Brand new track. It's called Hometown." And I was like, "Am I in a fucking time war?" You what's know? It, what's it's the like, rule though? I know this song. It's new to everybody else. So it's all that really matters. The weirdest thing is the disconnect right now between artists and fans, actually. And this is like my final point I wanted to bring up. This is another argument that we got into on the internet today. That's my new thing I've been doing. I've been having open conversations with people who listen to the podcast online and arguing back and forth. Not arguing as much having a civil conversation. But yes. uh, with the consumption of music, right, and how rapid it is, and it seems like some pe like most people actually are okay with it, being fed things in 15-second clips. They get obsessed with that one thing, and then it's gone next week. As mm -hmm. to where artists, we've been taught our whole lives, you know, create a body of work. Give it a story. Fucking really put everything into your art, and it's so disposable. I think the disposable side of what's going on right now and the way music is kind of treated as an afterthought, I mean, yeah. we've, we've even been saying so much, like, Maybe the podcast is how we really launch the music to the upper echelon. Like you have to, you have to create so much content around yourself, and the music is like the last thing people get to. Like, do you feel, do you feel that disposableness with music right now? 
I think it's been inching towards that. You know, um, honestly, I think when you started seeing music streaming, mm. um, and I would say that because the first thing that you lost right there was uh, both the artwork, which I've always been a big fan of because I feel like to me, uh, an album is a book. Mm. And if you take the cover off of it and you just hand them the chapters and it's just like, well, I I don't know what I'm reading because that album cover does set a tone. Oh yeah, absolutely. So many people used to go through record bins and see something and be like, this looks fucking weird. What's this? (laughs) Wait, you know, have I, I, have I ever done this to you? I text a lot of people that I trust when we're about to put a single out and we're making the artwork, and I say, "Hey, listen to this and tell me what color you see." I, I do have not gotten that text. I'll send it to you this time because I'm excited because yes. I actually have a color in mind. But like, okay. I couldn't agree more that the cover art and that physical thing sets the tone for what you're right. listening to. And likewise, so streaming also it, it, it made everything a single, which. Mm. Sounds like a good thing. It could be. But what I think started to happen was you would have people that would find the song that they like, be it the single or not, and they didn't really branch out, Mm -hmm. which is another thing that made me crazy. Because again, I'll go back to my book analogy. So now you're only reading one chapter. Yep. You don't know the context. You're reading like chapter three and nothing else. Mm. To me, that's crazy. It's you know, crazy to me you know, too. And you may find that the rest of the chapters suck, maybe, but you may find that. I mean, I've I've talked to so many artists who have said this is a snapshot of where I was at the time of this album. So why wouldn't you get the the full picture? You know, and again, even if it's to decide. I don't like these other tracks. Well, then you might find that you have an artist that's maybe not that great or a one trick mm. pony. Yep. Okay. But you may find, you may find a radio head. You may find a like, whoa, you know, what, what is all this? Well, it sucks because my, I love music and create music and fucking create albums. And my tiny brain now, my fucking brain has been warped. Into I'm not even digging fully in albums anymore. And it sucks. Yeah. It's just been, I don't know. Like, there's just something. I brought up, this is how I bookend shit. I bring up something Father John Misty said in a song called Everything is Free. And it's like, everything is disposable. And you get everything for free now. And it's, it's like, <laughs> we're going to keep making it regardless because we love to do it. It's what God put us on the earth to do. So artists are going to keep doing it. But it's a matter of, it's not like I'm not giving the, the old artist thing of like, how do we get people to listen to this? It's more like, how do we get people to, to digest it and enjoy it for more than 30 seconds? That's the question we're facing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, but I think every artist, you know, be it a, a painter or a writer or a musician, I mean, that's the question for the ages, mm. you know? I mean, let's, let's not fool ourselves. I, I'm sure because Mozart was actually famous in his time. But there had to be that same element that every musician experiences. I wrote a new piece of music. Well, I hope they like it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's now it's not even like I hope they like it because they might like it, right? Right. Will they retain it for more than a minute? Because that, the, the whole thing is now, and I, I've, I've played this game. It's like I don't even know if I fully value my art in the same way because the second that it comes out, you're you, there's a, a thing where it's like okay what's next 
When yeah. are we the next thing? What is it leading to? When's the next thing come out? Because right now, the I don't even know if the demand is higher for music, but it's like things are getting thrown into the cold, thrown into the fire faster. So you need to keep that fucking thing going. And it's it's this weird mind fuck mind feel that we're in right now, where it's like unless you catch lightning in a bottle and like you're lucky enough that something happens algorithmically or something like that and it gets shoved right. down people's throats. Sure, they'll find it and they might like it, but for how long is the question. Right. And, and you know, it does pose an interesting question because, you know, then you wonder about like bands, like 21 Pilots, I think is really good at putting out an album and then they do the tour and they're everywhere and then they disappear. Oh, yeah. I mean, those guys are gone. Yeah. Um, but, you know, does that, is that the old absence makes the heart grow fonder or do you lose people? And can everybody do that? No. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I do appreciate the fact that they do that because when they hit, then people go nuts. Yes. Because you're not, and I, sidebar, I, I don't understand how their front man is seriously not sighted. I don't, I know the guy lives in his basement because that's where his studio is. But yeah. like when he disappears, he disappears. Oh, but I love that though. I love the prospect of the fact that this dude is in probably the biggest band on earth, but can actually go home and raise his kid. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that's a, that's a conscious effort on his part and Josh's it part is. to like say like, okay, I want to have a semi normal semblance of a life. And then for maybe like a year, just take over the earth musically and then fade away for a little while. But then when I come back, you're going to want it, which is also another thing. Like absence makes the heart grow fonder, but until you hit that level of like, people want it at that right. fervency of a level, then you're just like, you have to keep stoking the fire. You have to keep it going because you almost need to prove to people that it's like, okay, this is working. There's legitimacy behind it. Keep pumping it right. out. It's, this is a, a fucking weird time to be in the music biz. And look, yeah. I'm over here acting like it's bothering me. I fucking love making things so much. I love it. Oh my God. Well, as, And as long as you have that passion, that it's going to come through. But yeah, I mean, these are all questions that I think every artist, regardless of where they are in their career, is they're all asking. Well, is it, you it, know? it's way more of a mindfuck if you come from the older school and then you were hitting and then now it's like, what the fuck? That is the asteroid that I was talking about. Like, yeah. that's the asteroid to them. I'm in a situation where I'm just rolling with it because I was kind of born into it. So like, right. I feel like for artists of, of my generation, meaning like, I got out of college in 2015. So in the last seven years, how much has changed? Like I had a fucking Blackberry in 2015. I had a Blackberry. I didn't well, today, the day they, they cut them off. They cut them all off. Like I think yeah. today. But that's my, my point. It's like, dude, this wasn't long ago. Like yeah. the world has changed exponentially in seven years. But you know what, dude? I look, I, <laughs> I might bitch about it and talk about it and, and, you know, fucking opine about it. Don't care. I love it. It's a big fucking game. And I, I fully enjoy the prospect of figuring it out. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the puzzle. And the, 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 really, the really crazy part about it is if you find your answer, mm. somebody could follow in your exact footsteps and it wouldn't work for them. Yes. Exactly. You know? Dude. Oh my God. I was on main street today having a cup of coffee with my buddy, Paul, who's like our photographer. He's like kind of like my creative director. He's just one of my best friends in the world. But I was saying to him like, dude, I've had so many people asking me recently about the whole barstool thing and about like, you know, how did you do the podcast thing? And I, I, I want to tell people like, 
one, you couldn't do it like this because you have to be a fucking full-blown lunatic to dive this deep into what I'm doing. But two, this wouldn't work for you. You have to find your own way to do it, dude. There's no exact thing. But if we can do anything on this podcast, it's having people like you on to at least share perspectives and say like, this is how I do it. This is what I think. Instead of like everybody trying to do it the same way. Because that's the biggest problem right now is like all these kids who are coming up, they're like, oh, well, I got to make a 15 second song for TikTok. And it's like, yeah, but what about the next two minutes and 40 seconds? Do you know what I mean? Like, does anything matter? Like, or are you just trying to get, like, are you doing it because you love it? Or are you doing it because you're trying to get famous? There's a difference there. Yeah, yeah. And and that that separation will come, you know, when somebody puts them on a stage. Mm. Wow. Mm, that's the realest shit. There's the, the exposure right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that to me... And this goes back to me and you were talking before we were on air, but like we're getting ready to like, we've done two or three shows since the pandemic. And of course we got to go with Jane's Addiction and fucking Cheap Trek and The Offspring, which was cool for the first one back. But like we were just in in Chicago with OAR and like watching those guys do what they do. Yeah. Like the joy that emanates from them. That's a band. They they, they fucking love doing what they do and it shows through. It does. And, uh, but that was the conversation after we got off stage with the guys that we, you know, I've been working with Dave and Dante and Kenny now for almost a year and like them being like, all right, I was ready to bullshit when you bullshit you when you got off stage and tell you you were great. He's like, you guys fucking <laughs> look like you really love what you do. And I do. But I wondered, do these kids who don't even, who haven't even had that chance yet, that chance yeah. to step, step out on stage yet and know that that's what they're meant to do. Like, fuck, like being one of those kids that are like just freshly coming up now, like, it's going to be a real mind fuck for them to get out on stage and, and try and figure out if this is really what they like. Right. Because there is, there is a lot of pressure to that there. I, I feel like there are those kids that are like, Oh yeah, you know, I want to be on the stage, you know, because they want the spotlight. Yes. But when all eyes are on you and yes, you have their attention, that's what you want. But when you realize that you are not living up to the expectation and you lose that attention, They'll turn on you real fast. Real you know? fast. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If I've learned anything from watching people over the last couple of years and how quickly fans turn on people nowadays, it's it's a minefield. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Jesus, dude. It's ever it seems like some people are actively seeking out trying to get rid of their favorite artists. It's so weird, dude. So uh, yeah, weird. I, I've I've seen that when when people roll on a band, you know. That Me and you have had these you know, conversations before. Yeah. Like, we're, we're like, holy shit! I thought they were like uh, the reason you. <laughs> I thought they were like your reason for living, but like, yeah. whoa, dude, you were quick to cut them off. Like, holy shit! They released that new album and fuck them, and it's fuck just them, like, dude. oh, <laughs> wow, okay. Are they bringing in <laughs> hip hop influences? Fuck them. They're not real rock yeah, anymore. <laughs> Wendy, I love you. I want you to know that. I love you too, man. I really do, dude. Uh, everybody, please go listen to Wendy on WXPN. Do you have like set shifts yet or are you just kind of like flopping all over the place? I'm, I'm winging it right now, man. Just follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And if I get lucky and Bruce calls me up like he did today and it's like, hey, could you be on this, this Friday? I was like, oh. yeah, my, my sure. last My last point. Have you left us like uh, like plebeians in the past with the whole podcast game? Is alternatives out, out of the picture here or is it coming back? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm juggling like XPN. I'm also working with, with a podcasting company uh, called Osiris. Sweet. Um, so 
between those two, um, I'm kind of, I've got a few things going on. I do, I do want to get back to my podcast. Um, cause I've seen like a bunch of jocks are doing their own podcast now. And I'm like, mm. shout out Ted Stryker. Shout out our boy. Uh, by the way, tuna on toast is great. Yeah, I love Striker. That's our fucking dog. He came on recently and we were talking about that. And I actually got mad at him because I'm like, yeah, Yo, you know your competition now, right? Like, I got to cut your throat if I need to do it. Like, yeah. I want to get something yeah. real terrible that you said on this podcast and just leak it out. Um, <laughs> but like, we, yeah, but the thing, that's the thing. You'll never get anything terrible from Striker. No, he's, he's such a pro. Not a, I, yeah. Listen, I'm sure if I called him on the wrong day, I'd get him to say something, but he's such a goddamn pro. He could, dude, he, <laughs> he would somehow know that I was rolling before we were rolling. And he, like, I'd be like, hey, yeah say something terrible and he would just be like i i know i'm on camera right now he's a genius but uh he'd just be like well you know there was that one time that davy havoc wore some questionable footwear but <laughs> i'm not saying anything mean you know uh, well if you ever feel like scratching the itch and coming back on a podcast you know where to you, you got my number just call me i i do i do and i like i said i i've i've thought about getting back into it and uh, you know, there's just a couple of bands that I, w- I would love to talk to. And they're like, Hey dude, I'm here. And I'm like, yeah. I know, I know uh, I got to get my life together. <laughs> well, everybody go check Wendy out. If you're not in Philadelphia, you can still listen to XBN online. It's good to hear her voice coming back through my radio, in my car. It's a fucking magical thing. Wendy, we'll have you back on soon. All right. Thank you.